Welcome back to the next episode of the subtitles of Reddit with Buck and Sadar. And boy, oh boy, this is going to be a wonderful and interesting and super kind of wonky week that we have for recording because Sadar was an awesome influence on me before we got recording. And she was like, you know what? You you know, because, you know, I had to take a while before we got ready to roll and whatever, whatever, whatever. And then Sadar's like, you know what? You look like you could probably use a bolt person. I was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't. And uh, then wait a I was minute. like, but I would. I was like, and then I and then I was like, I probably shouldn't. And then she was like, eh, well, you know, you're right, right, right. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that shit. You're right. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I went ahead and I took a little hit. And then I was like, fuck all that noise. And I went full Sid Vicious. And here we are. And I am fucking high, as you can tell by the intro. But how are you doing this week, Sadar? I'm okay. I'm going to try to stay awake through the next hour or so. I have had a very long day. Um, about a 10 or 11 hour work day with 200 miles driven. Um, but I got a good lunch for free, so wasn't a total loss. But it's been it's been a day. And I I did not pressure you. I just asked you if it was something that you needed before we got started. Yeah, and, I'm, no, no, no. Full disclosure, you're right. If I made it seem like you pressured me, you did not. There was no arm twisting. No, there just, was none. Just maybe a there, little that was, that encouragement was, at most. That was a, well, I would say I would say that there was even an air of concern in your voice when you suggested it, or 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 even postulated. There you, know, you go. Yes, so, I, I only yes. want what's best for you, Buck. And That's um, what I was going to say. I, I do want to just make note that it's the 34th episode. Thank you. Just, just throwing that in there. I so appreciate that. Well, Buck. It is the 34th episode. I, I will tell you, you should be okay no matter how many... Um, I don't know the terminology well enough, no matter how many hits you took, because we're yeah. we're going back to basics this week, so it shouldn't be anything too complicated. We just have some relationship advice sliding into some good old-fashioned, am I the asshole? So easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Lemon squeezy. There you go. You ready to get the train rolling? Let's, I'm always ready to roll. Let's do it. All right, starting off with relationship advice from Throw RA 12349594. Uh, female 21, is there a possibility that my boss, male 50, isn't a creep and means nothing wrong? Well, that's a very promising introduction, so let's move on. I don't know if my supervisor, male 50, is a creep or just really nice. My question is, is there a possibility that he means nothing wrong? I can understand that it may look inappropriate, but I just want to make sure that there isn't a possibility that he means nothing wrong. So, Buck, are you clear? She wants to make sure that there's no chance, or that there is a chance, that he means nothing wrong. My supervisor is very social, but lately it's been different. He put his hand on my knee for like 20 or 30 seconds, on multiple occasions or his hand on my neck. He also gives me compliments like you have pretty long eyelashes and you look gorgeous. 
He also texts me with uh, kiss emojis on multiple occasions. He texted me on Friday night to ask if I had already curled my hair for a party. He knew that I had a party that I wanted to uh, I wanted to curl it because I just bought a new curling iron and he texts me randomly sometimes. He also made remarks about my body that I look more grown than before and that he liked it. I thought this was weird so I asked him what he meant by that and he said he meant that my face was a little bit bigger. I don't know if that's true because I don't see a big change in my face. Last time I was with my supervisor and a male colleague, he gave me a, gave him a high five, but he didn't give me one. Instead, he hugged me and put his hand on my back. It can just be that he is very social and a flirty person by nature. He's not always like this, but I'm right now just naming all the weird parts. He can be normal other times. He wants me to work there after my internship. I don't know what he wants because he's not always like this. Other days he can be uh, normal. By the way, he's married. And that's what we've got, Buck. What do you think? Um, I'm going to start off by saying that if you have to add, like, you are the ultimate judge as to whether something is okay or not. So if you are not, in fact, okay with it, then it really isn't okay. And uh, and if your boss really is kind of like a decent guy, like maybe a conversation might be in order. You know, it seems like seems like you've been around for a bit. He may not be like a creep all the time, but he does some creepy things. That's what I'm kind of getting. Like, I'm trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, even though I don't really think he does really deserves it, I guess. I don't really think he does deserve it, but I'm going to give it to him anyhow. So I I really think that if if you believe that it's inappropriate, you should say something. However, from my perspective, I would never put my hands on a coworker like that. I would never make those comments towards a coworker. Like that's really wildly inappropriate in my opinion. So do I think he's a creep to answer your question? Uh, I think he does some creepy things, but again, I'm trying to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. So possible that he's not a creep. Possible. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible he's not. But I I think I think that you should really draw a boundary. I mean, what do, you, what do you think, Sadar? I'm putting a lot of mishmash thoughts together. My advice for OP would probably dependent, be dependent on how much time is left in her internship. But I would strongly advise that she not stay after her internship. Um, I'm getting really strong He's a Creep vibes from what she's describing. But how big a waves she wants to make with that, I think, is entirely up to her um that i think everything here is something that she could potentially go to human resources about or her advisor about depending on her situation but what i'm seeing here is some light flirting with just enough plausible deniability to um make excuses avoid a lawsuit, avoid a lawsuit. yep yeah, he, he's trying to flirt with her and gauge her interest without crossing a line that could endanger his 
um, employment status. That's that's the impression I, I'm getting I'm, here. And I got to remember, 50 is really not that old compared to me. I'm 40, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm just looking back towards the days of my youth, you know, and a 10-year-old boy, how would a 20-year-old act? Like, I don't think this is a generational thing. No. So he's not, it's not like some wholesome old guy. Like, that's, that's not what he is. I think, like I said, I was trying to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, but I, I just, there's really nothing there. I, he's, he's being, he's being real, real dodgy. And he's got some experience doing this. And I didn't even factor in the fact that you were an intern. I thought you were working there for some reason, probably because I'm high. <laughs> but no, you have you haven't been there long enough to have like a boss relationship with this guy to know. Like, no, you know, you're saying he's not like that all the time. How much time are we talking? Like, you know, a summer? Like if it like if we're dealing with the with a short span of time here, like six months, no, dude's a fucking creep. Like, dude is just like no, he's a fucking he's a fucking creep. Like, you need yeah. to not be there for your next summer. Like, follow Sadar's advice. Don't stick around. Yeah, at, at twenty one years old, you're still learning how the like how people hint at interest with out playing or showing their full hand dude's been around the block he's married he knows how the game's played and he's playing you i mean he's old enough to be your dad for god's sakes um he's flirting with you he wants deniability what you do from there is uh entirely and completely up to you um but yeah he's he's creeping on you all right, you ready to roll into the next one there, Buck? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to stick with relationship advice. My boyfriend, male 30, tro trolled Reddit and found my profile, female 31, then looked through the comments. We've been dating nine months. He was in an uh, anxious spiral. He has OD OCD and can be very insecure and was extra vulnerable at the time. He trolled Reddit, found my profile, and stalked my comments. Part of what he, uh, part of what was finding a comment I wrote six months ago at the start of us dating on a TV show sub. The conversation was about a tall character in the show who is like six five. I said that was too tall, and I later responded with six two is ideal. I did not mean that that's my ideal height and what I'm attracted to. Just that in terms of being tall, it can be seen as ideal. I've only ever actually dated guys who are around 5'10 anyway, not that it's even very important. It just happened that way. My boyfriend is, his, at, is this height, and it's fine with me. However, he's so insecure that he took this comment to mean that I want a guy who is 6'2", so he feels he doesn't measure up. It doesn't matter how many times I tell him he took the comment out of context or that it has no bearing on our relationship or how I feel about him, it always comes back to it. Even after I said I don't want to discuss it anymore, especially because the stalking of my Reddit is the reason he read it. He acknowledged this was wrong and he knows he shouldn't have, but can't let the comment go and wants me to acknowledge it hurt him once again. He, 
he doesn't want to feel crazy for it. After this, he stalked another of my Reddit profiles another time and found some intrusive thoughts I have discussed having. They were not my real thoughts, just part of having a disorder called PMDD. I would never tell him what they were, but again, because he read them, he's now perpetually hurt by them and, and wants that acknowledged. Every time I get, it gets brought up, it uh, brings me back... Every time it gets brought up, it brings me back to it all, and I feel like we can't move past it. It brings up the anger I felt when he trolled my Reddit, and it doesn't matter if I've already acknowledged it. He once it acknowledged again. I can't see it ending, and to be honest, I don't agree with being so cut up over the 6-2 comment. I feel like he needs to work on his insecurities. I've tried and tried but I've been pushed so much that despite feeling like he is my person and I love him, I've had to break things off for now. I just feel pushed past a point. Even though he gets it, owns it all, and acknowledges the behavior isn't attractive and that he wouldn't find it attractive, in the same breath, he's still doing it. What do you got, Buck? Um, just want to make sure I heard this right. She's already kind of broken it off. That's what it sounds that... like to me, yeah. Okay, stay that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, like, whatever, whatever, you know, I, I'm sure, and I will leave it to you to to dissect everything that there is to unpack about this asshole. But if you've already broken it off, stay the fuck away. That's my advice. Mm -hmm. Don't try to salvage it. That ship has sunk. Sail away in your lifeboat and find a better fucking barge. Because that that ship that ship is damaged. That ship is being taken by the tides of fucking crazy in the in the lands that you don't want to fucking go to. Just leave that alone. Just leave it alone. That's my advice. Sadar, now again, throw yeah. some intelligence on here. You know, um, there's a comedian named Tom Segura. I'm a big fan of his. He's got a very like dry sense of humor, and I'd love it. But he has this bit where he talks about relationship uh, between relationships between men and women, and he's got a joke in there about how a woman will wake up in the morning mad at her man because of something he did in her dream, and uh, want an apology for it, and that that always gets a joke or a laugh out of the audience. But that level of crazy, and I I know I shouldn't use the term crazy. It's not fair. Her her ex or her boyfriend, whatever they are now, has OCD. Shouldn't be calling that crazy. But let's say that disconnect from how reality works for most people is insurmountable as insurmountable as being mad at your partner for something that they did in your dream i agree with buck 110 percent you're uh you're not going to move past this this is the future that you can expect to have if you stay in this relationship um you will 
If you stay in this relationship, the most likely uh, scenario you can envision for your future is you will stop using Reddit. You will stop interacting with anybody other than your significant other to protect your significant other from ever finding out anything that you may or may not have said or may have accidentally implied in a conversation with someone else that your significant other is then insecure about and hyperfixates on um, and uh, requires you to acknowledge their pain and apologize over and over and over again. So you will become alone and completely locked in this one relationship with no outside interaction at all, which will further spiral both his mental health concerns and your mental health concerns to a degree that is not healthy um, and not at all positive for either of you. So if uh, Buck and I are reading this article correctly and your relationship has already taken a break or is already over, leave it that way for your own sake and for his. Yeah, because he's the type of bastard that even if you had kids, he'd silently or actually snarkily pray that they were at least six foot two so should measure it up in, in their mother's eyes. Like, that's the kind of bastard this guy is. He will never live this down. Stay the fuck away. Yeah. I, I, it's not healthy. All right, let's bounce over to Am I the Asshole? All right, uh, from Calm Quarter 6566, Am I the Asshole for ignoring my boyfriend for making birthday gifts I got from my friends about himself? Hi, team. Throwaway account. So it was my birthday a couple days ago, and this situation just left me with a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. So I am definitely posting here wanting to get some perspective. For context, my boyfriend st struggles with, with some deep-rooted insecurity and jealousy issues. We have both addressed this and are trying our best to work through this. He also does not have a job. So on my birthday, he, he got me these gorgeous stud earrings. They were absolutely beautiful and fit very well into my aesthetic. However, they, uh, they were too large to wear on a daily basis and that I would switch and wear those for special occasions and events. Everything was great. I loved my gift and made it clear that I liked them. Now, this is where it gets a little odd, in my opinion. I had given him some money as a goodbye gift at about a month before we were uh, in a long-distance relationship, so he could buy himself something nice. After I opened his gift, he made a little comment saying, I used the money you gave me to buy these for you. I thanked him and moved on. Then a couple minutes later, he started saying the following things. I spent a lot of money on those, so you better not lose them. I swear if you lose them, you better take care of those. They were really expensive. You know I don't like spending money on people, so you know you mean a lot to me if I did this. I don't know. He... I definitely felt super uncomfortable, so I just moved on. Then later that night at my birthday dinner, my two best friends got me a pair of really expensive designer sunglasses. I was so excited and shared this with my boyfriend, and this is the part that left me feeling upset. Instead of being excited for me, he started going on and on about how now he feels bad that he can't spend that much money on me and that he's sorry he can't do that for me. 
how he wishes he had friends like that. He then asked me how much they were, which I had to look up, and I was even shocked at the price. He then uh, started questioning me about why they would spend that much money on something like glasses. It got worse to the point where it turned into an argument about why I didn't make an Instagram story post showing off his gift. I didn't do that for the glasses. And he accused me of being embarrassed by him and his gift and embarrassed of being in a relationship with him. I ignored all of it and just tried to move on. I feel upset by all of this, but I can totally understand what he's trying to say and there are these where these feelings are coming from. I didn't say anything and just explain myself, but now I feel like the asshole. So am I the asshole? What say you, Buck? I don't, I really don't think you're an asshole. I mean, dude had the hots for you and bought you a gift. You spent a lot of fucking money on it. Like that's, that's what this sounds like to me. And then your boyfriend's getting butt hurt. I'm telling you what, like, <laughs> I got a big problem with the boyfriend. I got a big problem with the way the dude gave you this gift. I, I, I actually have a problem with everybody in this story but you. So, do I think you're the asshole? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I think you are the polar opposite of asshole on this one. And that you should actually be the moral compass of this whole story where you should just be left the fuck alone. Or, you know, not treated like a fucking object or something that uh, people pine over, you know, like, like you're not a prize, you're not a trophy and you're certainly not an asshole. Um, you know, that's, that's what I say on that one. What about you? I think her boyfriend sounds exhausting, just totally and completely exhausting. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. Um, that is, that sounds very much like a toxic, manipulative relationship. OP is definitely not the asshole in this situation. But uh, while he may be insecure, his inability to manage his insecurities are becoming a, uh, a cancer in your relationship. And so I think... Um, Again, I, uh, without some sort of intervention here uh, for him to help him move past his insecurities and the things that he's projecting onto you, I only see this relationship getting more and more unhealthy. So um, how old were they? I don't think it said. It didn't say how old they were. But I think OP should think long and hard about whether or not this is the kind of relationship that she wants to wants to keep because in its current uh, iteration it is totally totally toxic I know we, you know, <laughs> we skipped over to am I the asshole but my relationship advice here is in most cases girl run yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like, there happens, I will say in a very shallow, shallow note, that 
you know, a woman who is being bought this kind of jewelry is probably somebody who's very attractive, at least. And uh, based on that, I would have to say that there is a gentleman in uh, in the state of Virginia and his caregiver that would absolutely love to meet you. I mean, like, you sound like, and, and you know what? I'll buy you the finest Pizza Hut pizza that money can buy. I mean, like, you will dine on the... Best tepid Coca Cola. <laughs> I mean, you want to be treated like a lady? You come on into the handicap world. Let me show you what a grabber can do, baby. You open your legs, I'll open your mind. Okay, Buck, <laughs> dial it back. Dial it back. You had one too many bowls when we started. Um, I will say whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I'm I know just, uh, you say you say what you say. I'm just saying your my advice is come on up here. And I know you and I have talked about gifts in the past, and I will tell you right now: if somebody gave me a pair of diamond earrings, I would well probably be shocked. I would be um, so happy, so thankful. But in their next breath, if they threatened me, if I lost them. I would hand it right back to them and say, if that is like, yeah, of yep. course I'm going to take care of my stuff. I know how to take care of my stuff, but if you're going to threaten me with this gift, I don't need that kind of manipulation. Right. So, and, and I, you know, I am, I'm an avid gift giver. I would never give somebody a gift and then say, See how much is, you know, let me quantify how much you mean to me by the value of this gift. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I just, I just wouldn't do that. That is very skeefy yep. and very skeezy and very uncouth even. Like, that's just not even cool. Like, that's, that defeats the whole purpose of it. Like, the fact that I got you a gift, whether it's a pack of gum or whether it's a, pair of diamond earrings like you know i i don't i don't quantify i don't quantify it so you know you give me something that means that i mean something to you like come on mm -hmm. like what kind of dick move is that yeah either way all right moving on from <laughs> throw away that's the username. D okay. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so fucking mad. I know. <laughs> I know. You, <laughs> you, just for you, you really, Yeah, You really fucked me up with that. <laughs> well, it's, it's one T, three H's, two R, or three R's, three O's. Uh, two W's. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The way uh, you read it at that time was actually slowing down. <laughs> I was like, never again. <laughs> so what is... <laughs> never again until the next time. All right. For, uh, am, <laughs> am I the asshole for walking in front of someone when they are recording a show? I went to a fireworks show around, and around five minutes before the show ended, I really had to go to the restroom. I stood up, said sorry to the person sitting to the nearest end seat row, 
so that they would let me pass, but they were recording the fireworks and shook their head, indicating that they wouldn't let me walk in front of them to get out. I really couldn't hold it, so I walked in front of them anyway, and let's just say they were really upset. And I can't stop thinking about it. Why didn't I choose the other way? Because there were only two seats away from me, and I would have had to walk in front of about seven people to go to the other side. Am, am I the asshole? Maybe I should have waited five more minutes. Easy, quick, to the point. What do you say, Buck? I don't think you're an asshole. I, I just, I don't know. When nature's screaming, you know, guy guy's sitting in a row of people and that's where he's going to stage his, his like little mobile studio there in the row. Like, I, I'm, I, I don't subscribe to that. That's for spectating. And if somebody's got to go to the bathroom, they got to, they got to be able to pass. You know, if he wants to record, there, there are other places he could be. Could have brought his own chair. He could have, could have sat, you know, somewhere along the side with a better view. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't think he's the asshole. What about you? I don't think so either. I mean, somebody was recording a fireworks show with their cell phone. It wasn't Martin Scorsese. It wasn't a, a you know, exactly. a single shot chance. Uh, does anybody ever watch videos of things like that after they record them? Would you ever watch a uh, cell phone recording of a firework display? Buck, ever? Would you ever? I, me personally, no, no, I wouldn't. But I can, I can see how there are some people who would like that's their Huckleberry right up their alley. What they, what they would be into, you know, maybe, maybe they really cherish those memories. But again, like I said. If you cherish them that much, I think that you would work harder to make sure that you capture them properly without impeding or encroaching upon the right of others to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that like eh. that that's kind of like a, a human rights thing. <laughs> well, when nature well, I mean, calls, like, like I can't, I can't, I can't, like. If I if I had a pen and piece of paper, I would show you the math. If you went the other way, you would save his recording, but really kind of inconvenience five or six other people. Yeah, exactly. Just like like you know, did this guy have like a press pass on? You know, was he with it? No, he was recording on a cell phone, like Sadar says. He's not Martin fucking Scorsese. <laughs> like, what is he thinking? Yeah. No. And like, what do you mean he? Did, like, what do you mean he didn't let you pass? Did he get off you with his <laughs> other fucking hand? Like, of course you fucking went by. And I don't blame you. <laughs> like, look, I would laughed. If if I'd have been in the row behind you, I would have just started laughing. Op said, "Excuse me." That should have been enough for the person to. Was oh, it, was it an inconvenience? Yeah. Sure, but come on. Oh my heck, yeah. Christ on a cracker, man. You're maintaining all the rules of social decorum. Like, this dude is totally the asshole. Mm-hmm. May the pee flow like wine. Not the OP. The other guy's the asshole. Yeah. That was an easy one. Yeah. All right, Buck. Here's 
Here's one for you. Am I the asshole for following through with my word and reporting my disabled brother to adult services as abandoned after my parents tried to leave him with me? My brother Terry is nonverbal and, according to a specialist, has the intellectual mental capacity of a very young child. Terry can still be very difficult to look after. He will experience meltdowns if something makes him uncomfortable, such as a food texture he does not like, or will throw fits if he cannot have his way. Terry has broken holes in the walls during his meltdowns and fits, and I am honestly afraid of him whenever he becomes destructive. That way, always because he is larger and stronger than me. I have been parentified by the time I was about 13 because my parents expected me to handle Terry's needs whenever they were busy or needed a break, which was often. I have been upfront with my parents that I still hold resentment towards them because of this and that Terry should not have been my responsibility to the extent that they made him. My parents insist that their parenting was perfect and are unwilling to alter their viewpoint. I have told them that I am not going to be Terry's caregiver and will and to not leave him with me. Unfortunately, my parents know where I live. Recently, my parents have begun ringing my doorbell, telling me to watch Terry and then leaving before I can say anything back. Then I'd have to cancel my plans and wait on the porch with Terry until they came back. When they came back, I told them all four times to stop doing this, but I was ignored every time. I was forced to call out of work for the most recent drop-off incident. I lost my temper with my mother when she came to pick Terry up and told her that if she or my father tried to leave Terry with me even one more time, I will call Adult Protective Services and report Terry as abandoned. A few days later, my mother again dropped Terry off on my porch and took off. So I followed through on my word and called to report Terry as an abandoned disabled adult. I waited with him on the porch until a social worker came. My parents exploded on me, calling me a horrible daughter and sister. They said that they were barely able to get Terry back and accused me of only caring about myself and wanting Terry to be neglected in a public group home. I snapped at them that Terry would probably be better off in a public group home because they are the ones neglecting him for their own convenience and that I am not going to keep putting my life on pause for their own comfort anymore. Now people, mostly my friend, mostly friends of my parents, who I barely even knew or remembered before, are bombarding me with messages calling me selfish. A few have approached me in public to tell me that I didn't give a shit about my brother and I am ungrateful for all the sacrifices that my parents made for me and Terry. I've already changed my phone number, but it's getting so bad that I am considering applying for a job to transfer and move. Am I the asshole, and are their words towards me deserved? What do you think, Buck? No and no. I think you are actually absolutely right. And I think that in a roundabout convoluted way, like you said, you know, maybe being in a group home would be better for Terry. Yeah. And uh, all, all the people making negative comments and threats and whatever, whatever towards you are obviously being brainwashed by your parents with only one side of a, you know, two-sided story. Yeah. Like it's terribly unfair that it's working out that way. And uh, I'm sorry that, you know, you're being harassed. And uh, I'm sorry that, you know, this has led you to feel as if you have to move. 
I won't I won't make any suggestions about that. That's not what this is about. But if it's about you being the asshole, you certainly are not that. What about you? First and foremost, the OP is not the asshole. And I think an element that's getting lost in this is not only did they endanger Terry by dropping him off on her porch, they put her life in danger, potentially. Mm -hmm. If Terry's bigger than her and stronger than her and is punching holes in the wall when he gets upset, he could very easily seriously injure or possibly even kill the OP. So I... I can't blame her at all. Um, I I also couldn't. It's sad that she feels like she's going to have to move to get any peace. That may not be a bad idea if it's something that uh, she's able to do. I think that they are also getting into restraining order territory. She may want to consider a restraining order against her parents um, just to try to protect herself a little bit until she can leave, if that's the direction that she ends up going with this. But um, she is, of course, not the asshole, and she's just been put in a really, really shitty situation, and I... I just feel awful for her, frankly. As do I. Yeah. As do I. I mean, I don't have anything else to contribute on that one. I think you've you've pretty well put a bow on that one. Yeah. You know. Let's see if we can find one that's more fun, shall we? I've got one more, so fingers crossed. Okay? Fingers crossed. And this is actually one that you found last week, and I... um. I just uh, copied it in case it, I had a feeling this one would get deleted. Uh, I read it as soon as you sent it, and I just had that feeling, and sure enough, the original poster deleted it, but because I copied it, we still get to read it. Oh. You ready for this? From, Let's do it. Uh, Chance Conversions 93. Am I have... Am I the asshole for having a little fun on my boat tour? I, you remember this one? Maybe. I think I do. All right, let's, let's read it. I, 29 male, and my wife, 38 female, decided to take a boat tour on our vacation. We're in Florida for vacation, so it's very casual and chill here. We have a five-month-old son, the light of my life. We brought him on the boat tour with us. I will call him Braxton for the sake of privacy. While we were on the way, as the boat was moving, I asked to hold Braxton and my wife gave him to me. I did what any father would do and held him over the railing. I made him jump up and down all while holding him safely. My wife got mad. She said people were staring and that it's dangerous and to, ho uh, to hold him like that. I told her that it's okay because I'm holding him tightly so he doesn't fall and his feet uh, will grip the railing. She angrily but calmly told me to stop. I stopped for 10 minutes until we got to the mangroves. We were stopped now, so it should be okay to play with Braxton. 
I stood him on the railing, and out came the hap uh, hoppy baby feet. He was giggling and enjoying jumping on the railing. The, po the boat conductor told me to stop and to keep all babies and limbs inside the boat. I just shrugged and nodded. My wife, however, told me fumingly to hand him back over because people were already thinking we're bad parents. I playfully said, we're not bad parents, we're daredevils, and so is Braxton. And as I said his name, I picked him up from my wife's lap and lifted him into the air. She got angry again and this time said louder to put him down. I'm just trying to have a fun vacation, so I decided to try and cheer her up. I pretended to accidentally drop Braxton over the railing, but as soon as I did, the boat started up and began moving. Luckily, I caught him by his arm. He's perfectly okay. He didn't get hurt whatsoever. My wife checked and he's fine. This was her limit. My wife got mad and yelled at me. She said all kinds of things in front of strangers on the boat. I was so embarrassed. We finished the boat tour and she has been ignoring me and keeping Braxton away from me in the hotel. I may be the asshole because I pretended to drop him, which I do admit may have been a teensy bit dumb, but I don't think I'm the asshole for having some harmless fun with my kiddo. What do you think? You, sir, are the asshole. Oh my gosh, is he the asshole? Oh my gosh, you are such a motherfucking asshole. Holy shit, you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, dude. Dude, dude, dude. Like, okay, all right. Nobody likes getting wifed, all right? And I get that. I really do, you know. But wives actually, like, they kind of make sense a lot of the time. So, yeah. It's only wifing when you don't fucking listen the first time, okay? Dipshit, you know, that's your teammate in life. She's telling you that shit ain't a good idea. Why ain't you listening? And now... Now that you've disregarded her, the boat captain tells you the same motherfucking thing. What, do you think he's just, like, co-wifing you? No, it's a safety rule, man. No, that's not what's happening. You need to take your head out of your ass. Okay? That, that fake drop, like, oh, that was a teensy bit too far? No, dude. No. That's not just your kid, by the way. That's her kid, too. And she said fucking no. It doesn't matter. It's not safe. Everybody, everybody, every other human being thought this was a terrible idea. But yet you double down and almost fucking kill your kid. Or at the, at the worst. At the very least, you drop him in the water. I don't know what kind of big-ass boat we're talking about. But either way, man, keep your kid inside the fucking boat. Like, don't do that. You're the asshole. Here's <clears throat> here's my uh, I, I'm I'm not talking to OP. OP is totally totally the asshole. Um, I want to preface this by saying I think that uh, divorce is a sad thing. I think divorce with children is an incredibly sad thing. And whenever possible, whenever feasible, um, I am a big advocate for uh, shared physical custody because I think it's important whenever possible for children to uh, nurture and maintain a relationship with both of their parents. That said, OP's wife, if you are listening to this and you need copies of the uh, Reddit post, feel free to contact the show. I will send them to you for evidence in your divorce proceedings. 
I strongly encourage you to contact the boat company that you were on tour with in Florida and get a, um, a signed witness statement from the captain of that boat. But this is not something that I, as a mother, think that I could ever move past. I understand moms and dads have different... Um, different levels of uh, what they're comfortable with doing with their children. You know, I would never pick my baby up and kind of toss them up into the air and catch them. But I know it's something that their dad did a little bit. Um, never more than, you know, two inches max. It's not like he saw how high he could throw them. But that kind of fun with a toddler and they're laughing and giggling is just something that Dads do when they're on dry land. I used to and uh, in a safe I used place. to throw my kids against the back of the couch with all the pillows on there. Yeah. I used to throw the kids against the back of the couch. I used to throw, launch them from across the room to the back of the couch, and then they hit the back, then hit the back, hit the bottom cushions, and then bounce off and onto the pillow padded, padded floor. Yeah. And uh, and then they run the back to you. My mother-in-law. And they run back they, to you. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, every time, man, we called to throw the baby. <laughs> that's that's awful but anyway um yeah playing those but there games were pillows there was safety equipment <laughs> like that that baby falls off the boat it's not going to bounce it nope. it's it's gone that baby braxton is gone so uh and apparently he almost dropped back uh braxton while being a horse's ass so, no, not only is he the asshole, he is an unfit parent. And I feel totally justified in saying that. Um, and I, agree. <laughs> I I don't think I could ever trust my child with that man unattended ever again. Ever again. That That is... Uh, that, that's my position. Not only is he an asshole... He should lose custody of his kid for that stunt. Yeah. And, I mean, and how many stories have there been over the last wow. 10 years of people who were doing that shit at zoos and ended up dropping their kid into, I don't know, a gorilla cage? And, uh, or, I mean, how many children have to die just having fun before, um, before people take this shit seriously. Like, no, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm soapboxing and I'm getting uh, tangled up in my words, but OP, yes, yes, you are the asshole. You are every bit the asshole in this situation. And I'm sure that that's why you deleted the post, but... Um, Braxton's mother, if feel free we, to reach out because I have it saved. We we have covered, you know, what is this, 34 episodes? I, I think this is like the grand supreme asshole of the subgoggles of Reddit. Like, if we had a trophy, like, I would give it to this guy. I, I, really, yeah. I really would. Yes, like this yes, dude, you are the asshole. This, dude, this, this is like asshole... The gravitational pull. This is 
this isn't even an asshole. He's an anus. I mean, like, <laughs> he's, he's the nexus of douchebaggery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. So, uh, I like it, that is a level of douchebag. And, you know, probably part of our indignation is the fact that you and I are both parents, but this is a degree of douchebaggery rarely seen on even the show dedicated to talking about who's a douchebag and who's not. So there we are. King of the douchebags. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and I'm not even a great parent. Like, <laughs> like I, uh, uh, wow. I don't even like to comment on people being bad parents. I'm, I'm that, I'm that bad of a parent myself. Because I just don't see my kids. But like, so so I reserve judgment on parenting quite a bit. But this guy, nah. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. I'll I'll stand behind the parents of the on the, of uh of the world on this one and just say that you're you're way out of line, bro. You're just way out of line. Like I you know, if this is fun to you, I'm never going to a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm never coming to any function that you are hosting. Like if dangling your kid off a boat is fun, I, I'm just I'm out. And I'm you, I, I'll be friends with anybody, but I'm out. You know my my oldest um, loved to do the bouncy baby legs too, and I think that's why he was walking by nine months old because that's all he well he I won't say that's all he loved to do, but we did it. Daily, all the time, because it made him laugh and giggle. And you know how we got that reaction from him? It wasn't from bouncing him on the edge of a boat or dangling him off a boat. You can get that much excitement from a baby and also get FaceTime by bouncing them on your legs. Just hold them right in front of your face and bounce them and they'll giggle and they'll coo and they'll be happy as a clam. And strengthening those leg muscles in a perfectly safe yeah. environment. I think that that fun was more so for you than it was for your kid. Oh yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. But but either way, either way, we we will we will go ahead and wrap that up. And before we say goodbye for this episode, I want to wish a very special and happy birthday to the love of my life, caregiver Katie who will be celebrating her next birthday on the 12th. So, April 12th. So, yes. That being said, folks, thank you for joining us on another episode of The Subcockles of Reddit with Buck and Sadar. Please make sure that you like, follow, or subscribe. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, just make sure that uh, you, know, you tune in next week and see what else we got out of the uh out of the sub goggles right for you also please check out raz and i as we do another podcast called the social liability podcast where we discuss those in our lives that violate the social contract that we all agree to live by on that note folks uh we wish you a, a wonderful happy and safe week 